0: everybody. Welcome back to the Ball and Breakfast podcast uh, with Wayne. I'm Patrick coming here for week four in the NFL. Uh, you've stuck with us to this point throughout the season. You've seen all of our, our great predictions week to week. Um, they're all loaded up on YouTube if you want to go back and check out a certain game at a certain point in time. But, uh, you know, lately we've had some features. Uh, you know, we've uh, obviously gone on stuff about sports, talked about, you know, football through the first three weeks. Uh, we've done some fantasy predictions lately and wayne's gonna up you know upload a uh, a video that he shot uh last night with a marketing professional as well as dealt with a lot of different athletes and you know as a brand consultant et cetera, in sports so um, a lot of big things happening over here just glad you're with us uh if you're if you're on youtube right now subscribe uh like the show whenever you're done comment uh do the same uh, over on instagram at ball and breakfast uh, we're also on spotify google and apple Podcasts. so However you're consuming our podcast, we appreciate it and always like you know, your feedback, your support, everything like that. So without further ado, let's kick off week four. Uh, we got the Washington Commanders going on the road to the Philadelphia
1: uh, Eagles. Uh, Wayne, who do you have? I mean, I got I got the Eagles here. Surprise, surprise. Uh, you know... If whoever the the commander's quarterback is now, uh, if he doesn't survive this, like... <laughs> I mean, it's going to be nuts, I feel like. It's going to be a shellacking. Uh, you know, Howell got demolished uh, this previous game. I think got nine sacks against the Bills there. So, I, I mean, against the Eagles, I might suspect probably the same type of shellacking as well. You know, I, I am looking at the line. I think it's like minus nine here. I might go the over, honestly, <laughs> like... This could be a bloodbath. I, I feel like, you know, uh, hopefully from the commander's standpoint, say they can, you know, maybe be able to run the ball or whatever. But I feel like against this Eagles defense, that's going to be a tall order. Um, the Eagles are just kind of humming right now. So, good luck to any team that goes against them. But, yeah, against the commanders coming off that loss against the Bills, uh, I just don't see them <laughs> prevailing over this. So, yeah, I got the, the Eagles going over on that uh, nine covering there.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got the Eagles as well. Uh, final score TBD um, and nine points is a pretty big spread, uh, <laughs> but in the same sense, Washington did look pretty bad. Um, you know, at home, like you said, the nine sacks, I think there was four interceptions as well. Uh, Buffalo and then we're actually having a pretty tight matchup through the first half and then it just kind of got broken open uh, toward the end there. But yeah, I mean, I didn't have great expectations here for Washington. I, I've said this multiple times now. Um, this is what it looks like when you have a first-year quarterback stepping in, um, trying to get his, you know, feet wet. wasn't necessarily a top draft pick, a top, you know, quarterback that we were looking at coming out of college. Um, same sense, you know, I think folks are enamored with his rushing ability and his maybe his ability to pass. We didn't really see it on display last week against the Bills. Um, granted, the Bills are the you know, second best defense in the league at this point. So kind of makes sense, but you know, on the, on the flip side of things, you know, Philly going into Tampa, a two and O Tampa team, I think folks were starting to call Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, a top 10 quarterback in some outlets. Uh, you know, I think he really did start to show, uh, you know, why he's been on, you know, the four teams last three years or whatnot. So, um, yeah, I'm not a Baker Mayfield guy, uh, 80 yards passing, I believe, uh, Something along that, you know, those lines. I think he had one touchdown. It was looking pretty, pretty sad. I think, uh, you know, in general, Philly was able to kind of clamp down and, um, you know, take ownership of the game on the road. Uh, big win, you know, big win for them. They go to three and zero. I think Jalen Hurts, um, in general, managed the offense well enough. I mean, I don't think he had like an amazing Jalen Hurts game, but when DeAndre Swift is running for 130 yards, you got AJ Brown out there. Uh, Devontae Smith kind of as a decoy or, you know, weapon in some games, it's like, you know, on offense, they, they're starting to, you know, really utilize a lot of different weapons. Swift is really starting to look comfortable as a starting running back for them. And, you know, with Gainwell too, it's like hard to know who's going to be the lead guy, but, but Swift is starting to break away from the pack there a little bit, um, defensively like week to week. I, I feel really good about Philly. I mean, they're very, very strong up front, um. If they have any liabilities, it's in the secondary, but even there, I think they're pretty shored up. So I think Philly's just, yeah, one one step, you know, in front of the other. I think they're gonna be, you know, definitely at the top of the NFC and it's gonna be another exciting year for them. So um, you know, at least for this game, I see a lot of see a lot of similar pressure that Buffalo is placing on how, you know, coming from Philly here. I don't think Washington puts a ton of points up on the board. Um man, now that I think about it, I think they've got that nine point spread. And uh I'll go with you there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know for sure. And man, yes. Swift. How about him? He's definitely stood out there, got more comfortable in the system as the season's just kind of uh, of gone on more of. Um, And yeah, you know, I definitely kind of fell in that Baker Mayfield uh, mayhem there, but, you know, uh, I think that's what the whole idea is that, you know, I I think the Bucks as well as the commanders, right. they, They got off both to nice starts because they went against weak teams, right. They went against weak teams. Now they've, you know, hit uh, some really competitive teams, like the Eagles, right? And it's like, okay, uh, this is like where you need to be. You're right here. You're the Eagles and all are right here. so. Uh, but, you know, hey, maybe as the season goes on, they, they do shore some things up. But, yeah, there's there's still some progress, I think, to be made for the Bucks over there. But, yeah, this game... I don't know. It it's gonna be a bloodbath if Sam Howell does survive. That's that's where I said at the beginning, like whoever the quarterback will be, because I don't know who Sam Howell will be alive by the end of the game. You know, so uh, yeah, it 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 will be see. There ought to be more of an over under on the amount of sacks. Up, maybe that's actually a better bet. Uh, to see uh, what happens there. So, but yeah, Eagles, I think win this on the landslide. Yeah, this is is just not a good rebound matchup
0: for Sam Howell. Like, you want to be playing the Bears, you know, this week instead (laughs) of next week, you know, but uh, I think they take their lumps hard and, uh, yeah, nothing else really to say there. So, Mm -hmm. um, for our next matchup, we have the Kansas City Chiefs uh, going into New Jersey to take on the Jets.
1: Yeah, no, this is going to be definitely a fun one there. Um, But, yeah, I, I have to go, have to go with the Chiefs here. Uh, they're a nine point favorite on the road, but, you know, I, I think what we saw from the last game with the chiefs was that they were, they were beginning to develop rhythm, albeit, you know, against the bears and everything, but they were able to develop some rhythm off that. And now going against the, the jets, a lot more competitive team, at least on the defensive side of the ball, uh, you know, with sauce Gardner, you know, Williams and everything like. They, they still have a lot of the core pieces on the defensive side so but I think that this was kind of like a nice practice game against the Bears right to go against the Jets because I don't think the Chiefs in that defense they taken a, a, a step uh up compared to where they were last season uh and now yeah now going against you know the, the Zach Wilson led Jets over there uh, I feel like they're gonna take care of business maybe create a turnover too against the Jets offense there and then yeah on the offensive side of the ball like I mentioned before, yeah, taking a step forward, uh, building off of their uh, victory and their performance last last game against the Bears. So, you know, maybe Kelsey, I don't know. We'll see if uh, a certain someone is able to go over there. I don't know. I, I haven't checked out her tour schedule or anything like that, but uh, it'll be interesting, I think, what happens. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if I would go that uh, nine, the Chiefs, you know, I feel like I, I might go under that. She's tend to have that tendency you're right you know on the road especially against a team like the Jets uh who you know they'll, they'll they'll have their stops I think there uh hopefully the game at least from the Jets perspective doesn't get too out of hand in terms of the turnovers but you know I think that the Jets uh are the, the Jets I think that they will uh' they'll, they'll make it competitive uh but yeah uh nine point favorite I, I'm gonna go at the under there
0: yeah I'm with you I had the exact same thought going into this one I feel like the Jets have Honestly, clamped down on a lot of teams except for the Cowboys, um, at least defensively. So, you know, with KC playing, let's say not their best offensive football outside of the Bears game. Um, I could definitely see this one being tight uh, on the road. Um, you know, Zach Wilson, he, he's nearing kind of the end of his uh, his leash here. I mean, Joe Namath putting him on blast. I think at very at the very least, the effort is going to be. Um, at 100 from Robert Sala from Zach Wilson, I mean, I feel like they're going to be as locked in as they possibly can be, uh, whether or not that's going to be uh, a difference maker here. Like, I don't, I don't really necessarily think so. But. Yeah, we're just getting to that point where I think, uh, you know, the fan base is getting frustrated. I think that defense is starting to get frustrated in terms of, you know, playing out of their minds and just kind of, you know, watching the quarterback, watching the offense, uh, continue to give it up or, you know, punt it away. So, um. Yeah, I, I see this one being relatively low scoring. Um, you know, maybe somewhere between seventeen to twenty points for KC. I would say ten to thirteen points maybe for the Jets. So uh, we'll just have to see. But yeah, KC for me.
1: Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I yeah, I definitely think that. And they have the Chiefs with regards to like the over unders. They they tend to just have these big. You know, because who knows like if Patrick Mahomes uh, can like you know. They always have these big spreads, and that's always a tough spot, I think, for about, you know, any type of Mahomes type of lead team there. But yeah, I guess a, a tough team like the Jets with that defense, yeah, I, I think they'll keep them in the game here. For sure. Um, next one, we have the Atlanta Falcons going on the road
0: against the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Yeah, no, this, this is definitely going to be a fun one here. It's like, you know, uh, the Jaguars. You know, they, they kind of had a disappointing loss there. Again, it was like a 20-point loss right against the Houston Texans. Uh, but the Falcons, too, like, you know, not the best offensive showing. Not the best offensive showing. So kind of two uh, negatives that, that are coming in here. But, you know, it's going to be in London. Uh, I know the Jags don't don't have the best record in London. I think they're 1-4 if my stats are here correct. Um, I think they'll rebound. I think they'll rebound. Hopefully they can tackle a, a fullback on a kickoff. I don't know if anybody saw that. That was mm. pretty bad. So uh, I think that they'll rebound. You know, this is, this is the difference maker, I think, having good coaching or, you know, at least solid coaching, like you know, Doug Peterson, right, getting to the heads of the players a little bit there off of this disappointing loss to the Houston Texans, who are definitely, you know, uh, uh, seem, seem to be a pretty legitimate team now. Uh, but, yeah, I think they take care of business. I think the defense... Gets to Ritter some. Uh, I think the Jags, they have the talent to stop the run, which we know that the Falcons are going to try to be doing here. Um, So I think they'll be trying to force Ritter to be passing a little bit more than he willfully wants to. And I I, I think that's just kind of how the game will go. Uh, It's that the Jags are, you know, minus three. That's a tough one to say. I'm I'm not sure if I'd place a bet here. But, yeah, I got the Jags uh, winning here. Yeah, this one's tough, man. This one's really
0: tough. Um, both teams kind of playing, uh, you know, to different standards than we probably would have expected on each side for for the for the good and for the bad. Um, Falcons definitely came back down to earth last week. It's like the first time I think their r- rushing attack was just completely, you know, neutralized. Looked like Bijan Robinson had some struggles. Algier didn't really do a lot on the ground. Uh, Desmond Ritter, I mean, if he doesn't have that going for him, I don't think... We're going to be seeing a lot of uh, a lot of him uh, kind of having having, you know, respectable stats at this point. So um, hard to know what to make of the Jaguars at this point. I mean, played the Chiefs really tightly, had a pretty big, uh, you know, road win against the Colts to lead it off. I didn't really think that was going to be as close as it was, but, you know, still prevailed there. Uh, And then they just have this really strange, uh, you know, kind of beat down against the Texans who. You know, still haven't established any sort of running game. so it was kind of like, you know, is it is it against the pass or they do they struggle against the pass? like if we see them go against the Falcons who have more of a rush heavy attack, are they gonna be prepared more or less for that kind of game on the defensive side of the ball um offensively? um you know, Houston, I don't necessarily think they have a great defense either, so it's kind of like why did they only put up seventeen points? They've got. A slew of different weapons. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is supposedly, you know, at least as of right now, probably like a top 10, you know, quarterback in the league and stuff. So it's, it's kind of confusing to be honest with you. They're playing very uneven football and, uh, man, I don't know. Um, this one's really tough for me. Like I would consider them the cream of the AFC South, but I'm struggling here. I, I'll go with them. I'm going to go with them here. I'm going to go with the Jaguars um, reluctantly. I, I don't really see this one, you know, I, I see this one being very tight. That's all I'll put it as. I, th- I see this one being very tight. I think it's co- kind of a coin flip at this point between these two teams. And uh, yeah, I'll just reluctantly take the Jags.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it could just come down to like, you know, who makes the the, the most mistakes, right? In terms of like turnovers and such, uh, You know, Falcons have been pretty disciplined in terms of the turnover differential. I think they're uh, plus two here. Uh, Jaguars plus one. So, you know, they've been on the the positive sides there. But, yeah, I think that'll come down to that. You know, Bates has been really good. Uh, I think he's had three interceptions uh, so far this season. So, uh, you know, if he can catch a ball from Warrens there sometime, you know, that could be a difference maker here. So, yeah, you know, it's really going to come down to... (laughs) who makes the least amount of mistakes, right? Go figure. So.
0: Yeah. Plus AJ Terrell has been kind of locking it down as well on the corner. So if he's got Ridley, um, maybe this is a bigger Christian Kirk type of game or, you know, if Zay Jones is back, maybe he's involved a little bit more. Travis etienne has been like gobbling up yardage and, you know, catches and all sorts of stuff on the ground in the air. So maybe that's another weapon for Lawrence. Um, Jaguars are definitely more dynamic, especially on offense, uh, defenses. I think they're both, you know, um, maybe not the best units in the league or whatnot, but yeah, I mean, I, I think logically it's like, I just want to pick the Jaguars, but based on like momentum
1: and what's been happening so far, it's it's kind of hard to read them. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jaguars, yeah, they, they've they kind of like just, I don't want to say like walked into victories. They kind of just like rolled into some victories here and there, but, you know, uh, I still have them as the favorite, I guess, in their division, but they just haven't been playing up to kind of what, you know, their potential can be. Uh so you know, who knows exactly what's gonna happen. But yeah, I think in this case, uh Jaguars for me makes the most sense. But yeah, uh one and two, you know, def- against this Texans team, that was definitely a bad loss there. Uh Chiefs, you know, it's the Chiefs. Granted, you know, they only scored nine points there, but then yeah, against the Colts. That was an expected victory, you know, from a quarterback in his first start. So now, yeah, against the Falcons, yeah, uh, who, you know, they've they've kind of uh uh they've shown a lot of great effort. Their defense I think a lot of people maybe underestimated some, and they've really been performing really well. Uh, but yeah, it's hard for me to, to to I guess go for a team that's really that reliant on the run game and one dimensional in that aspect. Uh, and I just think they yeah, have maybe the Jaguars have enough personnel to get those stops and make Ritter, uh, you know, a, a passer try to uh, try, try to like lead his team to, for a comeback win in the fourth quarter when everybody like all the pass rushers are just trying to get to him and you know uh kind of you know, make them make that team one dimensional there yeah
0: moving on uh we got the Miami Dolphins going on the road to
1: take on the Buffalo Bills this is like the game of the week i feel like this is like two titans kind of coming in, in, into this game so much momentum you know dolphins in one corner right scoring 70 points uh the ball boy for the Broncos right like coming to, uh, you know, facing against, uh, Denver. Yeah. The team that he was ballboying for and scoring 70 where he could have, he could have, uh, kicked that field goal. And, and, and people like ask, like, did he actually know? Like, I don't think he would know. Like, I don't know how many people know how many, I know he's a big nerd, but I don't know how many people know like the most points score total in an NFL game. Like, I don't think it's like Will Chamberlain's a hundred type of thing, you know? So, um, but yeah, if, in terms of the game, man, I think the difference maker here, in my opinion, it's gonna be it's gonna be the secondaries, and I think you know with the uh, the the Bills, I think their secondary it it takes a village to slow down Tyreek Hill. I think I know Waddle's gonna be back, and that could be something to look forward to. See if you know they are able to contain Hill, but maybe they go out go to Waddle and it opens things up. So. Uh, but yeah, I think in my opinion, I think the bills will prevail from this. I don't know what the score is going to be. I think I was looking at last season. I think both teams won the respective games at home by three, if I'm not mistaken. So, but, uh, for me going to take the bills here. Uh, I don't think that the dolphins are going to run for 300 yards. Uh, I think they'll, they'll, they'll be slowed down a little bit, a little bit, but, uh, the Bills' defense is just so much more. It's just so much better uh, than that Denver Broncos' defense. I think they'll slow them down enough, uh, but it, this could be definitely a shootout, like twenty to thirty. But I think they'll be able to stop Hill a little bit, a little bit, slow him down a little bit, and prevail and make enough plays there on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I'm going with the Bills too. That was my thought. I, I think. Being at home number one's a, a boost for them. I think they've had to kind of go into this matchup with avenging these losses from last year against the Dolphins. I think that that's kind of in mind for them going into this year, set the tone a little bit. Um, yeah, Miami, for what it's worth, has had an amazing start here uh, with the yardage uh, from Tyree Kill. Two is looking really sharp. The running back, uh, you know, duo at this point with uh A-chan and uh Mostert, who right now has the most fantasy points in most uh, most circles, so whether you're half PPR, PPR, whatever it is, so um, they've definitely come out of the gates firing um, defensively. I'm not necessarily sure if they can kind of stack up with Buffalo, um, who does have a really respectable offense. But I mean, like you're saying, Buffalo has really just cr- you know clamped down um, to kind of kick off this year. You know, they they're a unit that's kind of Played pretty well together. They're very deep on their defensive line, even without, you know, Von Miller being, you know, there just yet. But, um, yeah, I think this is one of those games where Miami just gets a a bit of a, a bit of a, you know, coming back to earth type of moment. Um, won't derail their season, won't hurt them in any, you know, senses. I think as long as two is staying healthy here, I think they are kind of on their way to the playoffs and, you know, hopefully maybe, um, you know, getting a pretty good seed out of it. So um, yeah, give me Buffalo. I think, you know, again, this will be a tight one. Um, Maybe a little bit, what would we say? Maybe like 27, 24-ish Buffalo. So we'll just have to see, but um, I expect touchdowns. I just say, I think, you know, 70 points won't be, won't be hitting the board from, from one of these teams.
1: Yeah. I mean, Vic Fangio, still the defensive coordinator over there for Miami. So he, He's a difference maker there I think in terms of scheming and maybe slowing down the the Buffalo Bills just a little bit you know I, uh he's probably studying Josh Allen right now so uh you know one of the best defensive minds in the game of all time so um but yeah I I just think this this will be a fun game regardless regardless uh but yeah the home factor I think that's going to be the difference maker here Bills Mafia I think they'll prevail for sure. On to our next one, we have the Denver Broncos
0: traveling uh, to our hometown in Chicago with uh, you know our Chicago Bears uh, at Soldier Field. Wayne, who do you have?
1: You gotta, you gotta go here, man. You gotta go here. Wow. So uh, this is this is unheard of. This is unheard of. So let me set this, the table a little bit, right? The Broncos are going to Chicago, so they're both teams are 0 and 3. Both teams are 0 and 3. You know, both teams are basically recognized as the worst teams in the NFL right now. Yet the Broncos are favored. So the Broncos also just the last game gave up the most points and uh, what could be or almost what 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 was going to be the most points in NFL history in a game. Yet they're favored to win. So. For me, I'm going to go with the Bears here. You know, there's all been all this <laughs> shit talking against the Bears. I'm going to go on a limb, and this is going to be, I guess, my upset. But again, both these teams are 0-3. I understand the whole idea that Russell Wilson. I, I, I also understand, I think I picked the Bears like two or three times already, and they've already lost on all those games. So I get all that. I don't have the best track record here. But hear me out. Hear me out. They gave up what, like, 300 yards rushing this previous game. i be it against you know the boy genius logic over there, who was like the the run coordinator over there for the the 49ers, and you know they just ran over the place, right? But you know with this Bears team, I think they'll be, I think they see something Rashawn Johnson. I think they're all gonna be like, you know what, fuck it, we got nothing to lose. <laughs> Let's see what we got with this Rashawn Johnson who we drafted this you know this year. She has shown a lot of promise. Uh, this can be the best friend to Justin Fields as well, who's gotten a lot of shit himself, all warranted. But I feel like with Rashawn Johnson and also with Justin Fields, again, this team last year, maybe Getsy is like, oh, maybe we should run the ball a little bit. Maybe we should roll out Justin Fields. Maybe we should have design runs and go against this team that just gave up 300 plus yards rushing. Oh, what did we do last year? What did the Chicago Bears do last year? Oh, we the NFL in rushing. So maybe we could take what we did a little bit of last year and apply it to maybe, you know, this current role. So that's what I'm thinking will happen. Will it actually come to fruition? Probably not, just because the the Bears coaching has been fucking stupid. So but I'm gonna go hold on some a little bit of hope with whatever Bears hope that I do have for this season. And pick, gonna, I'm gonna go on the limb, pick the Bears here. Uh, again, they're uh favored to lose by three points here, so I'm gonna go against that here. Man, um yeah,
0: I'm gonna go with the Broncos.
1: Uh, <laughs> I just feel
0: <laughs> I mean Bears don't even have a defensive coordinator. I mean I think Ever Blues is like picking up the picking up the sheets this weekend, gonna be calling the defensive plays and stuff. And I mean I just feel like for what it's worth, like Russell Wilson is a professional quarterback. I mean, he's still, you know, despite the embarrassing, you know, loss to the Dolphins, he still put up 300 yards, uh, got Martin Mims involved, you know, was passing it out to Judy Sutton. I mean, I feel like they have some professional weapons there, like Javante Williams. Like, these are all, like, professional football players. And, I mean, the more and more I hear of, like, stack comparisons of Justin Fields to other quarterbacks that came out of his class and maybe a couple of years earlier, it's like, I think 670, the score was mentioning like Justin Fields has never thrown for 300 yards at, at this point. And uh, I think Zach Wilson has a has a pair of 300 games, um, you know, by comparison. And then something like he's only he's got like five games already in his career where he's thrown for under 100 yards. And uh, I think we saw that last week against Kansas City. So it's just like I get I don't know. I mean, Denver has one as Statistically, the worst defense in the league right now. Chicago's not too far behind in that uh, stack you know, category as far as yards allowed on defense. But, like, there's a level of professionalism that I feel like the Broncos have that the Bears don't at this point. I mean, it's been pretty embarrassing out of the gate for Chicago. I mean, I think if, if like you're saying, I think their best chance is to go rush heavy. Maybe they kind of pull an Atlanta Falcons and just you know, feed Roshan and, uh, Khalil Herbert, like all game have, you know, Justin Fields do, you know, maybe some designed runs, maybe he's, you know, bootlegging it a bit, but yeah, I mean, it's just hard to count on anything, you know, positive happening from the offense in, you know, in Chicago and what, you know, they can possibly put together. Like I just haven't seen anything that's, uh, given me any sort of confidence with this team feels like it's kind of in shambles at this point. Um, not that Denver's, uh, having a great time over there. It feels like Sean Payton's like ready to jump ship any minute now, but I don't know. There's just a level of professionalism. I think that Russell Wilson can still bring to a team, despite, you know, the lack of wins at this point. So, uh, give me Denver. I, you know, yeah, maybe it's a close game, but yeah, just give me Denver.
1: (laughs) Yeah. This is definitely one of those. Like there's one shit show over here. There's another shit show here. Which one's like the least shit show we at least at this point? So but yeah, no, it's this is definitely uh I guess my upset, but yeah, it's it's one of those uh, maybe maybe this could work out. So Got it. Um, we have the Baltimore Ravens going to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Yeah, this is gonna be this is going this is my type of game, I feel like. Just gonna be a bloodbath, both sides of the ball, or both both teams really, I should say. Uh this Browns team, this Browns team, they've been really impressive at home. They've been really impressive at home. They beat both the Bengals and the Titans by a combined 51 to 6 at home. So 51 to 6. Uh Deshaun just came off his best game, you know, against the Titans over there. Uh and I mean and the Titans have a pretty damn good defense, I would say. Like they usually are pretty good defense. A really well-coached team, but Deshaun had a really good game there. So a lot of momentum, I think, going into this game against a divisional rival, right, uh, for the Browns. So uh, all that being said, you know, uh, and then also, I guess, the Ravens, they look pretty sloppy. Maybe they do try to bounce back. I think that's, like, the caveat mentally. Maybe they do bounce back in there mentally. Uh, But I'm going to go with the Browns here. Browns are actually favored by three here. So being at home. I just think that defense, Miles Garrett, they're going to be able to get and contain or put some pressure on there on Lamar. Maybe Lamar does make a few mistakes. He got really sloppy with the ball last game against the Colts. And, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons why they lost, probably the main reasons why they lost there. So um, you know that's where I feel like the Browns, this defense, again, at home in Cleveland, I think they'll bring uh, some pain over there to the Ravens, at least in this game here. So, yeah, I got the Browns. Uh, man. Yeah. If they, if they've been blowing out both the Bengals and the Titans here, you know, maybe they get a touchdown or something like that Win by a touchdown there. So maybe I'll go with over there.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go with the Browns too. I looked at this one pretty closely. You know, I think Baltimore's had pretty good showing to start the year, but you know, Cleveland is the number one defense in the league right now and they're showing it. I mean, they are bringing the pressure. Um, uh, they have a really good secondary, I, you know, think for what it's worth, they're doing what they can on offense. I mean, losing Chubb is big. Jerome Ford didn't have, you know, the best uh, debut as a starter, I would say. Maybe they, you know, bring in a little bit more Kareem Hunt this week. Maybe it's more of a committee or, you know, who knows? Maybe Jerome Ford figures something out and has a much better week. Um, You know, that said, they still have some pretty good weapons on the outside. Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, it looks like, you know, they're they're definitely being involved in the offense. And, And Watson, for what it's worth, has had... You know, some pretty good games so far, um, despite, you know, a late fumble against Pittsburgh. So, you know, at home um, with a Ravens team that, you know, scuffled a bit against Indianapolis. It was like Indianapolis was definitely giving them fits. Um, this is just not a good place to be for them in a get right game a get right week, you know. So um, I think they I think they fall here and uh, Cleveland just, you know, continues
1: to stack up some wins early on. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Justin, Tuck, Justin Tucker missed a field goal last game, so I feel like there's it might take more than a week to kind of get over this bad juju that I think the Ravens are going through right now. So definitely
0: um next one up, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers going on the road against the Houston Texans.
1: Yeah, I you know, I went back and forth on this one cuz I mean, you know, this Texans team, like C.J. Stroud, he's gotten better every single game. He's gotten better every single game. I think the pass protection has been there. Uh, you know, barely any sacks against CJ Stroud. I think he's like top five in terms of least sacks in the NFL, I believe. I believe. Um and I think they did have tons of last game also too. So it's like, wow, you know, this 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 is a really well coached Texans team, albeit they don't have like explosive talent, you know, maybe some of these other teams. And that's so for me, I feel like they're in a way kinda of like how the Cardinals are that they're kind of overachieving, like, you know, a defensive minded, gritty coach out there. Uh, has been basically taking a young quarterback and maximizing the talent that they do have. So, I, I feel like that's just kind of what the ML is for both the Texans and the Cardinals right now. So, um, but I'm gonna we'll go with the Steelers here. So, <laughs> that being said, I think the next factor, honestly, is TJ Watt, you know, uh, former defensive player of the year. I think he'll be able to get to Stroud at some point in this game. You know, he is still a rookie. Like, let's let's slow down a little bit on here. He's still a rookie. him you know Fitzpatrick uh I think they'll be able to cause, you know, maybe a turnover or two in this game. Uh get him a little bit more comfortable. Um and then yeah, on the offensive side of the ball, I think they'll be able to make plays. I think that's just the Steelers' MO. Well coached team. So for me, you know, uh sorry, Texans fans. Uh great victory that they had winning by 20 against the Jaguars there. I just think that the it was mu- mu- for me it was a little bit more of the Jaguars were just really sloppy. Uh, here but I think that Steelers again well coached team that defense I think they'll come create a little bit of havoc there so yeah Steelers I have winning this game yeah
0: same here I uh, I'm very encouraged by what I've seen from CJ Stroud I think when we we're going through the draft you guys can all find that video on our YouTube page but very high on what CJ Stroud could be based on how he played in you know the CFP last year and man his passing ability out of the gate is so impressive i mean he is having a really high completion rate he's passing for you know almost nearly 300 yards a game uh really building a great rapport with nico collins tank dell starting to become fantasy relevant at this point um you know he's still got robert woods there it's like he's really incorporating a lot of his weapons i'd love to see that rushing game like actually get established not just because i have damian pierce on my fantasy team but you know i think pierce right now is a st- like running uh you know maybe 2 yards per carry at this point and even De- devin singletary is not really like establishing himself so like if you're just relying solely on the pass with a rookie quarterback against a smart savvy team like you know the pittsburgh steelers and mike tomlin like he's going to find a way to scheme against cj stroud like i guarantee you like he's not going to let stroud embarrass him if anything it's going to be you know maybe the rushing attack for the texans but yeah, I mean, on the other side of things, like the Steelers have had some pretty some pretty good wins so far. I mean, that that Browns game was, you know, really impressive. Uh also just, you know, last week going on the road, uh, Sunday night football and kind of taking apart the Raiders. I don't think much of the Raiders, but in the same sense, like it's a good confidence booster for them early on. Uh they're definitely showing that they're a competitive team. They've got some good veteran leadership there, like you're saying with Watt kind of like Patrick Peterson, the secondary, like they've got some decent, you know, building blocks here. It's the offense I worry about most, but they'll find their offense, you know, where they can get it and they'll play well enough to to come out of here and, you know, get a W. I think this one maybe is not the most uh, high scoring game uh, of this week, but you know, I think, I think Pittsburgh just, you know, clamps down a little bit and gets a, gets a gritty win. Yeah, no,
1: I, I agree and, you know, I guess yeah, who who's the offensive coordinator for the the Texans? Let's get him over here. Let's get him over here. Uh is it Bobby <laughs> Slowick? Uh offensive coordinator. He has, you know, I'm I'm looking at his resume. Hey, let's get him over here. Has some coaching history against or with the Washington, uh then Redskins and then also uh comes from the Mike Shanahan College Shanahan tree. Uh, you know, hey, he's doing a great job. Let's see what he's up to, you know, maybe after the season. So, great job overall there but yeah and i think his dad was a former defensive coordinator for the bears too hey let's let's keep it in the family let's keep it in the family but yeah uh, I, I 100% agree with you but great coaching i think over there at the texans right now
0: i think that guy is trying to keep you know keep a career going for himself so you know, maybe <laughs> staying in houston might be the best thing for him because god knows he takes a couple weeks with fields and runs him into the ground or whatever you know chicago's never gonna let him near the end of it so yeah um, Anyways, Minnesota Vikings going on the road against the Carolina Panthers.
1: Yeah, man, this is, you know, 2 and 0-3 teams as well. Uh, you know, it's interesting, I think, both, uh, you know, this game, then, yeah, the Bears, uh, you know, against uh, the Broncos, right? It's the road team that's actually favored here uh, for both of those games, right? So, but no, it's, I, I think, you know, this one's justifiable. I think, the Vikings, Vikings have been close and competitive in all their games. They've just been turning the ball over a ton. I think it's minus seven. They, they lead the league in turnover differential, or, you know, I guess the opposite. They're the worst in the NFL in turnover differential, you know, with all the interceptions and all the fumbles. Kirk Cousins, he just hasn't been playing that well there. So, uh, But, you know, I think they'll make enough plays here. I think, you know, Bryce Young still, I think he's going to be playing – uh, any Dalton had a pretty, nice game, maybe they do compete, uh, and when, if they do, if they did have Andy Dalton in this game, but I understand they are trying to develop, uh, Bryce young, who again, looks like he is going to be playing in this next upcoming game here. So, but yeah, I gotta go with the Vikings here. I think, you know, uh, they'll make enough plays, maybe not as many turnovers. Maybe they do cause a turnover there with Bryce young, right. Who is still wearing the game in the NFL. Um, so I'll probably go, yeah, side here, road win for the Vikings. I think it's minus four and a half here. I don't know about any of that right now for, between these two teams. hard to say. But, yeah, I'm going to confidently pick the Vikings here.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. There, there are two different versions of 0-3 teams here. I mean, Minnesota's played competitive football, you know, each week. Definitely, you know, the offense is humming, in my opinion. I mean, the third best offense in the league uh, funny enough, like watching that, uh, last two minutes of the chargers Vikings game back last week, like the chargers going for it on fourth down. I mean, on, you know, on their own, like 30 or whatever, like the stupidest play call that I've seen so far. And that's just like classic, uh, Brandon Staley there. But then also super confusing is when the Vikings actually got the ball back, uh, with less than 30 seconds to go, they were probably inside the ten um and just let the clock drain they were letting that clock drain 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 and it was like they had a couple time they could have called time out to just you know cool everything down still have like you know 30 seconds to make some plays inside the 10 and i think it was like that rush hurry up kind of you know threw cousins off a little bit or just maybe like added a little panic to to a situation that really didn't need to be that and he threw that pick to kenneth murray in the end zone and i was just like I was watching that. I'm like, that was idiotic too. Like these are some two really stupid teams right here. Like in terms of clock management, game management stuff. So like, I don't know. They came up, you know, short against the Eagles. That was a competitive one. They dropped one at Tampa again, very close game. They're in these games. They obviously don't have much defense to show, you know, for any of this, but like they're a good enough team to be pounding the Carolina Panthers this week. And I think they'll definitely, you know, whatever the spread is, they'll, they'll blow past that. And, uh, You know, Carolina, they're looking far worse than I thought they'd be, Uh, you know, coming into this year. I thought maybe they'd be, you know, the second-best team in the NFC South. I think they're clearly the worst team here. Um, I don't know what to expect from Bryce Young coming off of injury, just kind of getting reinserted and, you know, see what he can kind of try to establish for himself. But, like, Miles Sanders, non-factor. You know, Thielen's been respectable. Chark, okay. I just... I just don't see this team, you know, really playing a lot of competitive football this year and they may come to some sort of point where they're organizationally like, well, you know, they're giving us uh, their draft rights, I guess, uh, for some of their picks, but yeah, I don't know. Like this is just, they seem like an under, they just don't have much roster, um, you know, around Bryce young, uh, especially on offense. And then, you know, defensively, I think they've had a couple of decent performances, but yeah, against Minnesota, I don't, I don't see Mm -hmm. them having much of a shot here.
1: Yeah, no, and it's interesting, right? Uh, the differences between, I guess, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud with both teams and how they're developing, right? Uh, I think I remember. I remember uh, there. Were, I just watched today, actually. Uh, it was a former, I think, it was director of player personnel for the Bears, and it, this was like during. Like, he was the director of player personnel like, during uh, with Ryan Pace, and you know when they drafted Trubisky, and he went on about like the whole process and everything. Definitely worth a watch there but his whole thing was uh you can be the most talented quarterback whatever right but the key difference maker if for a quarterback is if you have confidence and i think right now uh with CJ Stroud they're developing him perfectly they're they have the line they have the line which i think you need more maybe even more so than the wide receivers right you know there's been been this like whole thing you know i guess we look at like even Justin Fields with DJ Moore but you know uh, how much draft capital and then free agency dollars have gone to the Bears offensive line to help, you know, uh, solidify Justin Fields there. You know, a few draft picks here and there, but they haven't brought in like, you know, Larry Tunsil like they have over there with the Texans. Uh, I just think that's just a lot more necessary is that confidence building for quarterback. And, you know, you also look at Jordan Love. He's playing a lot of confidence over there with uh, the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, that I, that's how the Packers do, right? Is they have a first round quarterback or second round quarterback, like sit there for a couple of years, learn from some expe- experienced Hall of Fame veteran, right? And then re- repeat, recycle, right? So I don't know. I feel like there's just uh, some warnings there. Uh, I like what I'm seeing from CJ Stroud. And yeah, definitely not liking what I'm seeing from Bryce Young. That Carolina Panthers situation that he's in. Does not look good. Yeah. Again, without having that first round pick. So, you know, we'll see what happens there, but yeah, it just seems like CJ Stroud is set up for so much more success. They know what they're doing more with him. And then, yeah, with the Bryce Young and over there, I don't know. It's, it'll be sad to see, cause you know, he's a shorty and I, I got to love the shorties a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, from what
0: all that I read, I thought Carolina was coming into this year with a better offensive line too, with uh, Ekwonu at one of the tackles, Moton at the other. I felt like they were pretty high on those two guys as like pillars of the offensive line. I thought, you know, Miles Sanders would be able to establish a pretty good, you know, rushing game for himself, but so far he's been uh, pretty disappointing. So without that, um, you know, you've got a young Bryce Young, a smaller Bryce Young, who's got to like drop back and, you know, dish it out to guys like Thielen and Charcu you know again they're they're nice complimentary receivers at this point but i don't think they're going to be able to pick up enough load to really bring him over the top and uh and then Bryce Young's not been healthy i mean you got the QB1 Andy Dalton just going out there and being a gunslinger um you know i think the way he's playing he should probably be starting again but in the same sense like they're not going anywhere so there's no point in doing that like maybe maybe they should trade Andy Dalton to uh to the jets for you know some sort of ransom at this point uh maybe get some draft capital back but uh but yeah man um i don't know i mean carolina i think they're just going to take a lot of
1: uh, lumps this year and uh
0: yeah this one's not going to go well for them
1: yeah i mean yeah they they definitely need that explosive wideout i think you know uh you know, CJ Stroud he's kind of had that with uh you know Tank Dell over there and uh and that wide receiver course so i feel like yeah they just need some some player like that to they just can get open is quick on their feet and can, you know, break, break one here and there, but yeah, with Thielen and like shark, like those are much more like possession kind of wide receivers. So I think they just need to balance that wide receiver room a little bit more for him. So, but yeah, you know, Mingo hasn't really been healthy from what I recall. So, you know uh, yeah, they, they just need a little bit more reinforcements there, but I think that's what maybe next year, but yeah, like you said, not having that first round draft pick with Marvin Harrison, you know, maybe junior being on the board there. like that—that that, That's a crusher for them for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We'll see. Uh, hopefully the bears clean up uh, with the Panthers picks and our very own. So we'll have to, we'll yeah. just have to wait and uh, see how it all plays out. But um, next mm-hmm. one, we've got the Rams going on the road to take on the Colts.
1: Yeah. This, this one's this one. I, again, I went back and forth on this one. But I'm gonna go with uh, the Colts on here. You know, the Colts defense. I think that's one thing I want to call it. The Colts defense has played pretty damn impressive overall. Um, you know, uh, I you know with Shaq Leonard and everything, I think like they've they've held they they've been able to compete against all uh really all the teams, I, I, really except, you know, maybe Jacksonville. I think that game got a little bit out of hand there, but. Um, yeah against the Texans against the Ravens this previous game able you know able to cause some turnovers here and there so uh, and the Rams have I think that's what one thing that's kind of lost them games the Rams you know they've been competitive but similar maybe to I don't want to compare them to the Vikings but they've been in games just that they've turned over the ball a little bit too often and I think that's really hurt them. So yeah I'm gonna go with the, the Colts here. Uh, I think Anthony Richardson might play. Uh, and I mean, that could definitely be a difference maker. I know he's coming off that concussion Sat last week, you know, anticipating he, he comes back this week. And you yeah, know, I think he makes a few plays, uh, here and there on his feet. And I think that'll be good enough for the Colts over there. Yeah. Um, I'm going with the Rams here.
0: Like I hear what you're saying with the Colts. Um, DeForest Buckner's been a force on that front, uh, part of the line for the Colts. And like you're saying with Leonard too, I feel like, They're playing very uh, competitive football right now um, under Shane Steichen. So, I mean, that's all been kind of fun to watch just to see, you know, even like Matt Gay coming out and hitting four field goals for 50 or more. And like, he was pretty much the offensive MVP of that last game. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens with Richardson getting reinserted into the offense. Um, I like how the Rams have played, honestly, this year. I mean, they've, you know, stumbled in these last two, but you know, have played, really tight football games against some really uh, great teams. So it's um, kind of surprising that they are one and two based on what I, what I think they have played as, but um, you know, the record is the record and, you know, in general, I just like how Stafford's been controlling this offense. I mean, he felt a lot more pressure from Cincy uh, than he probably has all year to this point, but you know, he still got Puka. I like how Tutu Atwell has been kind of one of his go-to guys. Uh, Higby got much more involved last game. I like Kyron Williams, too. I think he's kind of been a do-it-all back for them so far. And their defense has been really stingy, too. I mean, only 19 points to the Bengals. I mean, they obviously had a great game against the Seahawks to kick off the year. Um, you know, I think they bounced back here after a tough loss um, on Monday and, uh, yeah, getting the getting the win column.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, this has been a really competitive team. Uh, the Rams here, so, uh, you know, this – I think it'll be close. I do think I, th- I believe the Rams are favored on the road actually. So you know, uh, yeah, like the, Vegas obviously thinks that that they're gonna win and they're gonna be competing here. So, but yeah, I just have a feeling I think the the Colts. Yeah, it it probably is gonna be like a Richardson thing where you know I think Richardson is a plus at this point. Uh, you know I like what I'm seeing. I like what uh Shane Steichen's been doing with the Colts, and I think. You know, he'll know what to do with Richardson, how to roll him out so that they uh, the Rams don't have uh, just continuously bring pressure on him. And he just makes the right reads or, you know, uh, sets him sets himself up for success there. So but like you were saying, this Rams team, very competitive, you know, uh, probably I think they had the closest game against the 49ers this year, which is saying something. So, you know, that's that is that is that is a lot I think there. But um, yeah, I'm going to go stick with a pick Colts here. Sounds good. Um, our next
0: one we have the Tampa Bay Bucks going on the road to take on the New Orleans Saints.
1: Yeah, and I went back on forth on this one. Uh, it looks like the the Saints are the favorites here at a three and a half, but um, you know the the Bucks got demolished by the Eagles. You know that's the Eagles. That's that's like the the best team, the best roster in the NFL. There, um, secondary got banged up a little bit. You know, we'll, you know, I guess that's one thing to keep an eye on. Uh, Jamel Dean and, uh, Carlton Davis. I think both of them are listed as questionable. Uh, but, and I think both of them left the game maybe just out of, you know, uh, embarrassment maybe to the Eagles in a way, but, uh, you know, I, I, I like the saints. I like the saints here. Uh, you know, three and a half. I don't know if I would take that or, you know, either way, but, uh, you know, they got a nice wide receiver group. And yeah, if, if one of those cornerbacks is missing for the bucks, I think the, Uh, This reinforced uh, uh, Saints team, you know, I know that they're probably they're not going to be having uh, Derek Carr there, going to be relying on Jameis Winston, but you know they're going to get Kamara back, and I think that'll be the kind of the difference maker for them. So, uh, being able to make some plays, catching on the backfield, Jameis Winston, like I think that's a godsend for him. He doesn't have to you know, force uh, balls down the field like you did at Tampa and, you know, get 30 interceptions there. You, know, you can give it to Kamara, kind of, you know, do a little, uh, some angle routes here and there and be able to get some yardage. So I think that'll be great for him. And, um, you know, be, also maybe be able to run the ball a little bit too against uh, the the that Bucks team over there a little bit too. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with them. And then also on the defensive side of the ball, Marshawn Lattimore, Alante Taylor, both... I think I read this correctly. I think they're both one and two for past deflections uh, in the NFL and that, in that Saints defense. So I think, you know, they'll be able to hold on their own against uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin over there. So yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Saints here. Yeah. I mean, these are
0: two very comparable teams. I mean, especially with Derek Carr out, I mean, to have Winston Mayfield, uh, some pretty good weapons for both teams on offense and, Pretty strong, you know, defenses as well, um, you know, aging rosters uh, for both clubs too. So it's like, I don't know, I see a lot of uh, comps here uh, in both squads, especially with Carr out. Um, they are at home. Uh, Winston looked good enough against the Packers. I mean, kind of sad that they fell short there once Carr went out. But in the same sense, like he didn't throw a pick. Uh, he was fairly consistent with his passing uh, in, the you know, the half that he played. Um, and I think for this one, like you're saying with Kamara back, you know, Kendry Miller's been reliable. Um, you know, I'm trying to think Tony Jones has had a pretty good start out of the backfield too. I think they go run heavy here, maybe involve some Taysom, you know, Taysom Hill, um, go for some shorter passes, just some quick reads, uh, you know, just keep it simple, you know, keep it simple for the saints. You know, I think this one will definitely be a lower scoring game. I think it's. You know, probably gonna be, you know, under that three and a half spread. So if I was grabbing the Saints, I'd probably have him beating the Bucks by, you know, a field goal or less. So um I'm not super confident in this one. Uh, just given the injury uh concerns for for the Saints, but but I think I think Winston and and the Saints can pull this one out at home for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I do wonder about like James Winston. It's like this is his revenge game, right? Like he's going against yeah, the team that drafted him. So maybe there's a little bit of that in him. And that can go either way, right? Maybe he forces a ball here and there. Maybe he tries to play here a ball. Maybe he gets old Jameis Winston to come back, you know, with the crab legs and everything and just, like, forces a ball in there. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, uh, yeah. And then, you know, one of the Bucks players uh, picks it off there. So, but, you know, if he plays within the game, within the system, yeah, I think they'll be able to prevail. And you yeah, have two former, you know, Heisman, uh, winners uh, for number one overall picks right now on different teams with loaded rosters. Albeit, you know, both of those teams are pretty decent rosters overall. But yeah, I just think that at home, Saints they will prevail in on this one. Got it. Next one up, we got the
0: Cincinnati Bengals going into Nashville to take on the Titans. Wayne, who do you have?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be a low-scoring game. I think that goes without being said right now, you know, this Bengals team, it, they've, they're still out of the gate. You know, there's been all this talk, I think, with you know, Burrow. Is he kind of like playing on like one hip or one leg or whatever? But, you know, uh, I, I am still going to go with the Bengals here. Uh, I, I just think that they know how to at least be in the game. And then at least right now, kind of just will themselves out. I think they developed some, uh, they actually looked at Jamar Chase a little bit more and, you know he got a bunch of receptions this previous game, and I, I, you know, it's like, oh, hey, let's pass to him a little bit more often. Higgins, uh, he's had a couple of drops and everything, so I don't know, you know, what's going on necessarily there, but yeah, maybe they just rely on Jamar Chase a little bit more, play him out of the slot. So I, I liked what I saw from there, uh, and then yeah, hopefully they can take that warning into this game. So yeah, I'm gonna go Bengals over here, uh, you know, for the win. I think they prevail. It probably be a tight one um but yeah Bengals over here I just don't I don't know it's hard for me to like honestly take this Titans team seriously I just believe that there's gonna be a count towards Ryan Tannehill just being removed sometime and I I don't know when that's gonna be but it just seems like things are going that direction right now and which is kind of a shame for uh DeAndre Hopkins such a talented wide receiver you know I'll be at age 30 now but Yeah. I just feel like that's kind of a ticking time bomb there for a change in quarterback. And yeah, I feel pretty good. I think about the Bengals here overall.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Titans got absolutely embarrassed last week against the Browns. I mean, didn't even look like a real football team. I think Henry had 20 some yards rushing Hopkins had, you know, respectable line for, let's say an aging wide receiver at this point. Um, Tannehill looked terrible. Um, He pretty much has been so far this season. He did last season too, but um, I think, yeah, they're they're probably just taking their time here until they, you know, kick it to one of their two backups. I'd imagine it'd go to, uh, you know, their Kentucky rookie, but um, yeah, in the same sense, we're just kind of, we're kind of waiting and seeing what's going to happen there. Um, That's why I think the Bengals have a much better week this week. I mean, granted Burrow doesn't go down with an injury or something like that. I mean, they should be beating this team by double digits. And I think this is maybe is the week where they step up and do that. So um, whatever the spread is for the game, I would I would tend to take the over um, for the Bengals. I think last week, especially with the amount of pressure they placed on Stafford, like that was the first game that, you know, Stafford wasn't looking sharp, that Nakua wasn't a main threat. I think that, you know, since he's really starting to step it up on the defensive side of the ball, so if that can carry over to a more healthy offense and a regular cincinnati bengals offense that we're used to over these last couple years i think this might be that um that kickoff game where they really start to turn it up into high gear
1: yeah yeah in terms of a spread it's uh bengals by two and a half so and to your point like Mm -hmm. you know if everything goes there like yeah two and a half let's take that let's go over for sure so
0: man okay i don't bet i don't actually makes sports bets on any sort of you're out there right
1: now.
0: Put your money. Down. I mean, I'm putting money down on the Bengals. I mean I will give you fifty dollars and just place it for me if you
1: can on your on your portal. But man, that sounds like free money, dude. Go go get that um, money. I'll send you my DraftKings uh promo code there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. Nice. Um yeah. Next one up we got the Las Vegas Raiders
0: going on the road to take on the uh, LA chargers.
1: Yeah. You know, Hey, divisional game here. Uh, Jimmy G got a concussion over there. So we're going to be seeing, uh, the backup quarterback to like every quarterback ever, uh, Brian Hoyer. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's definitely one of those things where the Raiders, they got their own thing. I just don't like Josh McDaniels. I just don't like him as a coach. <laughs> uh, I don't think, though, that the Raiders are, are, you know... Like, they have some talent. That's the thing. Like, I really like Devontae Adams. I really like, you know, Jacobs and and, and what kind of what their, their roster overall. But I just don't like their makeup. And I kind of feel the same way with the Chargers. But the Chargers got way too much talent, too. So, yeah, at... In LA or you know, wherever the hell they're playing, but yeah, it would uh, home game for the Chargers. I think they'll take it. Um, I think they'll make enough plays. Don't screw it up. Hopefully, Brandon Steele just does not screw it up. Whether it be bad clock management, uh, bad calls here and there, for sure. But you know, I I just have a feeling that uh, with that team, Herbert, they're gonna blow their way. Like what I saw, you know, getting Keenan Allen, get, do, doing a little bit more trick plays here and there. Sure, I think that's cool for them. But yeah, being able to just to uh, manage the the game effectively against John McDaniels, I think that's just the key to keep the game for the Chargers. I think the plot in this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, ditto. I I thought even though the game was a little bit sloppy, um, especially play calling wise for the Chargers on the road in Minnesota, um, their offense looks really good. I mean, they are a top two offense in the game right now. Herbert looks pretty flawless. Um, he did lose Mike Williams uh, for the year, so. I'm first interested to see, like, is it going to be Quentin Johnston? And is it Joshua Palmer? Like who steps up as their number two? Um, maybe it's a, uh, you know, a combination of sorts. I know they still have like Gerald Everett that they can go to or Donald Parham uh, outside of, uh, you know, Keenan Allen. But I think Eckler is also in line to, to return here. Uh, if he plays, I mean, this is a, this is a smash week for him. Uh, Joshua Kelly has been an absolute bust as a backup and, I mean, just, just kind of like, I, I think they're ready to bring Eckler back and just have, like, you know, the, the band all back together and stuff. But if they do, I mean, it's going to be a bloodbath of, like, epic proportions. And I don't know what the spread on this one is, but if it's uh, less than double digits, you're you're definitely going over.
1: Yeah, it's five and a half uh, in favor of the Chargers. Oh, so, my hey. God. Five and a half. This, dude, dude five just, just five do a, a little. Do a little parlay, a little parlay with uh, the Titans or the Titans Bengals game there. Uh, Raiders Chargers make a little dough, make a little cheddar. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, uh, I think that's a good call. Let's yeah. Put, yeah. <laughs> let's pretend like I'm I'm a serious gambler
0: here. Like, I just let's just say, imagine I put a hundred dollars down this weekend on those two games for the teams I'm talking about. If I lose either of those games, like,
1: I'll seriously just
0: admit, you know fault and stuff but man i think those ones are are gimmies.
1: hey yeah i give you i give you the promo code i think for DraftKings, i think i think we both get a hundred dollars <laughs> of free bets i believe so like 25 increments so you would take that 25 free bet make it into a parlay uh with uh, both the chargers going over against the raiders and then the Bengals going over against the titans here and yeah, that twenty-five turns into I don't even know what the math is, but probably like 50, 60, something like that. Jeez.
0: All right. Well,
1: yeah, and this this is see. how addiction starts. <laughs> I know, man. You can't do it. If I go
0: to a if I go to a casino, I'm so cool with like going to the sports book and doing some bets in person, get to watch the games like on the big screen, have have a couple drinks. Like I find that to be like a fun day out. I think yeah. you know, knowing my tendencies to look up like sports statistics and you know, play fantasy, the Immaculate Grid, like I I'd be ruined, dude, if I did uh sports gambling. So I'm trying to stay as far away from it as possible on my phone. But uh
1: but anyways,
0: yeah. um we got the New England Patriots going on the road to take on the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Yeah, this would be a good one. Uh Dallas favored by six and a half here um it'll be competitive i think you know dallas well maybe i take that back a little bit we'll see uh dallas you know they had a very disappointing loss right against the cardinals cardinals seem like i mentioned before really competitive but you know did i imagine them taking down the dallas cowboys who you know a lot of people were you know kind of had them ranked as like top one or two teams out there so no um, now they're going against the Patriots, who the Patriots they've been competitive in every single game that they've played, you know, with Bill Belichick there, like really methodical, really well coached team. So um yeah, I, I I I'm I'm still gonna pick Dallas. I I'm wondering if this is gonna be like a vengeance game. Like they're gonna be like, you know what? We did not show our best effort out there uh against the Cardinals. We made, you know, played uh way, made way too many mistakes. You know, I don't know if they're still trying to figure out life after uh, digs basically being out for the year now or what, but they just did not look good overall. Not the best effort, but I think this is kind of a bounce back game for them. Uh, you know, I don't know if about the whole over under at this point, six and a half. That's, you know, against uh, this Patriots team, you know, all their games are really competitive, but this Dallas team, they've been bullying some teams out here and there, except the Cardinals. So, but overall I'm going to pick, dallas winning this game maybe by a field goal maybe by a touchdown something like that but it's really hard to tell there i think yeah patriots will keep it close or i don't know maybe the cowboys blow it up what do you think pat they are who we thought they were
0: they came out (laughs) and they played the most amazing football of all time i felt like out of those first two weeks like just completely you know bodied those uh those new york uh football teams and uh You know, definitely probably got a little chip on their shoulder, got excited, completely let their guard down and the Cardinals, you know, with Denny Green, uh, you know, inspiring them from afar, you know, somehow, some way ended up beating this team. And like, I think it's more of a credit to the Cardinals and just how they've played to kind of kick off the year. Like, obviously, I consider them pretty much uh, dead in the water, not really trying as an organization, like trying to turn the page on. The Kyler Murray uh, Saga you know era in Arizona so like hard to really know but like there's no way Dallas drops a game like that in the way that they did it um especially after their first couple of weeks and like for me it's hard to take them seriously it's hard to take them like is this team concentrated like is this team you know in the zone ready to you know become elite if, if we're talking about the elite teams in the NFL you know Dallas that, that's a bunny. That's, that's like, you've got to, you got to pound a team like that and just, uh, you know, keep it going. And like, yeah, maybe you drop a tough loss, like against new England, you know, this week, but you know, this point, I think like they're the same old Dallas Cowboys team until they show me otherwise over like a consistent amount of games. And uh, you know, maybe what we were talking about on stuff about sports is true. Like they could go 17 and Oh, you know, 16 and one at this point And like, they may still just be the Cowboys at the end of the day. So, um, that all said, I mean, it's a revenge game for Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, he was basically, you know, let out the door, um, you know, in Dallas and rightfully so. Um, but what I liked a lot last week was Belichick just decided like, I'm going to play smash mouth football. I'm going to go back to, you know, taking on a team with a really good defense that's, you know, struggling a bit on offense. I'm just going to run that ball, you know, right down their throats. And, uh, you know, we've seen a couple of Mac Jones, 300 games so far this year and definitely doesn't look like him. I think this is more like what new England wants to do on offense, like have Ramon J. you know, Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott kind of, you know, maybe carry the ball, you know, combine 40 times and just like, you know, just drain clock, play good defense, you know, win the game by a slimmer margin, but, you know, definitely keeping uh, points off the other team's board. And, uh, You know what they did to the Jets. I think they could easily do the Cowboys. I mean, I still think Dak is a very mediocre, you know, um, you know, quarterback option. I'd say. I mean, he's he's good enough to be a starter in the NFL, but like he just he's just not he's just not that. He's not him. And uh, you know, I think they're still looking for a secondary option. They're they're, they've got Pollard, obviously. They got Ceedee Lamb, but you know, Brandon Cooks looks old. Um, You know, Jake Ferguson's looking encouraging at the tight end position, but. You know, it's like they're, they're probably starting to like kind of discover who they are on offense. And, you know, it's not really established at this point. Um, I just feel like I love how New England plays. They play so tough. They're going to bring the pressure. Um, the offenses look pretty respectable so far to start the year uh, in the pass game and the run game. So I think by a very slim margin, whatever the spread is, it's going to be a tight one. Like you were saying, maybe a field goal, but uh, I'll go with the Pats.
1: Yeah, hey, that, that, that'll that be something, you know, two uh, road wins there, you know, if, if they can get, you know, yeah, last game against the Jets, and then, you know, here against the Cowboys, that'll be pretty impressive. But yeah, it's six and a half there uh in mm. favor of the cowboys so hey man triple parlay. <laughs> let's get it going oh, man. <laughs> what do i want to do <laughs> oh, i want to get in on this right
0: now man i need to get in on this um, sorry mrs miller sorry <laughs> wow wow, wow dude.
1: unbelievable yeah, yeah this man, could be a good one a all right yeah all right, get yeah. It. yeah but no, what, making i mean hey out there? hey that's yeah, three but, in a row right there if Bill Belichick, if you are calling it, I am sure, like Bill Belichick, he's thinking the same thing too. Like, let's run the ball, let's run through the throats, you know, let's not make Micah Parsons being the supreme pass rusher that he is, right? So, yeah, why not? Just go go straight through the throat, uh, through the throats, and everything, and they got the person to do that. So why not? Um, and that that can definitely be lead, leading to uh, a victory there. So yeah.
0: Man, at the very least I think they're covering that spread I mean six and a half points seems like disrespectful uh so man yeah if I was out there I'd be placing some bets on on those last three that we just covered but uh this next one we just talked about them the Arizona Cardinals going on the road into Santa Clara
1: to take on the 49ers Wayne who do you have man that this would be something if the Cardinals can beat both the Cowboys and the 49ers in back-to-back weeks. But no, I don't got that. I don't got it. Sorry, Josh Josh Dobbs and everything. Like, I know they traded, what, a fifth rounder for you, but yeah, I got to go with the 49ers here uh, in terms of the win. Now, let's talk about the cover. This is the interesting one. It's – and you'll be interested in this too, Pat. It's, it's 14. It's 14. It's, uh, I know. You know, this Cardinals team – Again, really competitive in every single game. Uh, this 49ers team, too. Uh, one of the best rosters in all of football. So, you know, you're going to see something kind of uh, turn out here, whatever it may be. But, you know, the 49ers against the Steelers, boom out 37. Against the Rams, 23 to 30. And then against the Giants, 12 to 30. So, you know, all those teams, uh, you know, tough Tough teams, I think, or that's just been their DNA. Uh, but you know this Cardinals team, I don't know, it's just like the least, I guess, talented. But it's never stopped them. So I don't know. Maybe you take it under. What do you think, Pat? Yeah, I don't. I mean, to be honest with you,
0: that's a big spread, and especially <laughs> with how the Cardinals. They played. I mean, this could be the fourth straight one. I might, I might actually take. I might actually like suggest if folks are betting like to take Arizona because yeah like like you're saying I mean we haven't seen a game yet where Arizona hasn't been in the game hasn't you know nearly won a won a ball game too it feels like in every single matchup that they've they've been in so far and uh yeah I mean I like how the Niners are playing so far but uh you know in the same sense they may take you know they may take their foot off the gas a little bit they may you know may not come out, show out the way that they have typically done so far. Um, Now the Cardinals did just beat the Cowboys. So that might, you know, uh, pick up the chins of the 49ers. Like I'm sure the 49ers are going to still, you know, take care of business here. I don't think they're going to let their guard down, you know, like the Cowboys did. Um, But man, yeah, just the way that the Cardinals have played like this, you know, don't doubt us type of attitude. I think it's been, they've definitely been playing above their heads. I think that, you know, they're, they're rallying around Josh Dobbs, you know, surprisingly. Like Connor's played pretty well out of the gate from what I've seen. The defense has been, you know, pretty stifling uh across the board. So yeah. This is a different animal, though. San Fran, top four in offense and defense so far to kick off the year. Um, we can talk about all the guys that we want. The only thing I would say though is we have to see what's gonna happen with Samuel and Ayuk. Because if both those guys are out, that's a that's a different football team. And if the Cardinals can kind of attack the run you're putting a lot of pressure on Brock Purdy to what pit play pitch and catch with George kill or something, or, you know, hope that McCaffrey isn't, you know, stuffed up at the line or something like that. So that might be interesting. I, I mean, I, I think, I think both receivers will end up playing,
1: but just something to keep an eye on for, for spread purposes. Yeah. For spread purposes. Uh <laughs> Yeah. It, it is at Santa Clara. It is at Santa Clara, you know, the Cowboys, they lost in Arizona there. Right. So you know, something else another variable to to slide in there. But yeah, it's just it's hard to picture like, you know, Kyle Shanahan and be like, hey, look, uh this Cardinals team, we're just gonna like not pay attention to them. Like, you know, look what they did with the Cowboys, I'll be it's the Cowboys. You know, let's keep the focus on, let's take care of business, you know, uh and and kind of prevail there. So I it's just hard for me to predict predict an upset. I don't know if the 14 spread, that's a big spread. So, and again, you know, this Cardinals team, they've been in every single game that they've uh, been in. Uh, that being said, this is the 49ers. There's no other team that really compares to the 49ers, I feel like, not even the Cowboys. So, you know, for me, I've said that this is the best team in the NFL right now. So, you know, even, I don't know, them and the Eagles, that's tough to say. But, you know, I really just like what. Shanahan's doing what Brock Purdy is and everything like you know do they keep uh, how long can they keep this undefeated streak going you know we'll see so
0: yeah I feel fairly confident it it reaches past you know week four here um, you know at the very least so um, another tough matchup to come like I might feel a little bit differently about it but yeah for this one I think it's it's pretty it's pretty set Um. The last one we have Monday night football. We've got the Seattle Seahawks going on the road to take on the New York Giants.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, so the Seahawks on the road against in New York, uh, I believe, according to DraftKings, you know, uh, the Seahawks are favored by one. So, you know, really tight game, I guess, uh, at least from the Vegas perspective. I just don't like this, the Giants' defense. And I think that's that's the big difference maker for me. Um, you know, you got all these weapons on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, you know, have they been playing the best? Has Geno Smith been playing the best week over week? No, not necessarily. But I think th- this offense just has way too much talent for the Giants. Uh, I think the, you know, the Seahawks, you know, th- if this game was in Seattle, it would be totally different. It would be like Seahawks by like a landslide, I feel like, you know, uh, so for me, uh, it, it could be competitive, but I'm going to go the over there for sure. Like, you know, a one point, you know, maybe a field goal, something like that, or maybe more, but yeah, this giants defense, that's just been the biggest thing. I just don't like what I'm seeing from them. So got to for me, pick the Seahawks on the road for victory. Yeah, I'm going the same way. I- I'm pretty sure here.
0: Saquon's still out. Um, I mean, Daniel Jones is like, looked- Bad, like look really, really bad, especially last week against the Niners. Um, you know, not doing much, you know, from the past. I mean, I haven't really seen much inspiring on the ground. Uh, you got Matt Breda back there. I mean, Darren Waller hasn't really been a factor as of yet. Like, there's not much going on in their offense. I think they're a bottom five unit in the league. Um, you know, to Seattle's credit, even though they've played some some uneven football. I mean, I think they're two and one, but in the same sense, like you know, Carolina playing, you know, and they still beat Carolina by 10 points, but like Carolina put put a lot of yardage up on the board. I mean, Seattle right now is a bottom three defensive unit in the league. Um, the Rams ran all over them, you know, in the first week. And, uh, you know, they did have that overtime win. in De- Detroit was obviously pretty, you know, emotional victory for them as a team. I, I'm still kind of trying to gain my bearings on like how good of a team they're going to be this year. Um, but offensively, they played, you know, really consistent really good football so far to start the year um i think they go you know into new york and just take care of business i think they um you know get the pass established early i mean i like their rushing attack with ken you know walker and uh, zach charbonnet as well so it's like i don't have any qualms really with like their offense but um but yeah but new york has just looked you know pretty sloppy they haven't really established much on offense i mean their defense is like you're saying a little bit fledgling so you know, they were a playoff team last year, and I'm trying to find you know where, where that team is because it, it just really hasn't looked that great out of New York to start the year.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and this, it's interesting now. I think, you know, we, we got to look at, uh, is I think, Brian Dable. Like, he's this is definitely where that coaching uh, kind of comes together. It's like, all right, uh, we've... Not had the best start so far. Maybe we are able to scrap a victory together. You know, that is something, I guess, that they can try to do. But, yeah, at least from what we're seeing right now, it just has not looked the brightest, I think, for uh, the Giants. You know, their one victory against this uh, this this very uh, scrappy Arizona Cardinals team. So, uh, that being said, yeah, it's just hard for me to go against the Seahawks you know yeah having that victory against the panthers they're gonna carry some of that momentum over there to the giants on monday night and yeah you know, like you mentioned all those weapons they're gonna score some points i feel like here so
0: no doubt well uh with that that's the week four slate um please leave comments tell us you know where we're wrong uh throw some bold predictions up on the board in any of the videos that you know wayne will be kind of dicing up um I guess with that, we can move into some final thoughts. Uh, Wayne, did you want to uh, kick it off for this week?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, well, first off, great hat. Great hat. You know, I just was looking <laughs> at it. Uh, you know, I thought, hey, did you want to, like, say something there? But it took me a little bit. And, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it eventually. So, um, no, it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's a great hat. I'm sure you, you – you carry that around uh you know, to certain parts of the neighborhood and you get a lot of good looks there. so love it, man. Um, <laughs> uh what was what was my final thought now? Uh, oh, so speaking of the sports books and everything, uh and like going to like a sports book, uh Wrigley, uh Wrigleyville, like I actually wanted to go to Wrigley, go figure right with one of my buddies, uh, watched the Monday Night football game at the DraftKings sports book, got a nice hat actually. Uh, by the way, we're not sponsored by DraftKings or anything like that. They're way too rich for us. So, um, but yeah, it was nice going over there. They had some nice food. They had a Nashville fried chicken and everything. Don't want to talk about how expensive it was, but yeah, they had um, they had a beautiful screens all around. Uh, so go check it out. You know, I'm, a, I'm a, you know we've been talking more White Sox fans, even though that's kind of debatable now in a way, but. The one time I felt pretty good about going to Wrigley, I actually wanted to go to Wrigley, was going to the sports books by DraftKings over there uh, at at Wrigley. I don't think they take bets at the moment, actually. I think there's some licensing things, but, you know, you you got the app, so you really don't need that. I think they even have some internal promo codes that you can use, you know, if you want to start an account there. So definitely check it out. Um, Pat, I don't know. Do you have a good sports book experience? I think you talked about, you know, (laughs) doing some things here and there. Uh, but yeah, I uh, really like what I saw from the DraftKings uh, experience over there, Wrigley.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, two really stand out for me. One was my first time going to Vegas. Um, I think I was 20 years old and had an ID that legally allowed me to be uh, gambling and, and having fun with all the adults in there and stuff. So like, yeah, don't come after me or anything like that, uh, any sort of like law enforcement units. But in the same sense, uh, sat down at Mandalay Bay in Vegas um, had like these really cool, uh, kind of like Tiki type setup, uh, kind of like these like straw, big straw umbrellas on all the tables and stuff, like really great setup with big screens and you could get drinks. And I just remember at least for, you know, Sunday football, I think I sat down and, you know, watched, uh, both the one o'clock and the four o'clock games and stuff and play some game bets and stuff. I think I actually came up positive too, which was really cool, uh, for that time. Cause I think I got cleaned out. Uh, trying to play hold'em with some with some really uh, you know, semi-professional type guys who cleaned me out pretty quickly. But uh, I mean, that's one for me. That was the first, and then the second was pretty awesome. But when I was studying abroad in Mexico, uh, I lived in Guadalajara, and one day, me and my uh, roommates were just walking around, and we stumbled upon this casino that we hadn't seen in, like the first two or three months of us being out there, and uh, we just walked into this casino did a full tour and we just realized like, Oh crap, they got a sports book on the second floor. So like, number one, we weren't really able to get like a lot of American sports, like while we were in Mexico. So it was like hard to come by. We were watching like a lot of, you know, Latin American soccer and stuff on, on screens at bars and restaurants and everything. But uh this had like major league baseball. It had, uh, I think in that time it was, yeah, baseball and basketball NBA. So we were just sitting back and like watching games and, I think the beers were free while you sat in there and placed bets and stuff. So it was just like, I mean, we we're like 23, 24 years old, and like, I feel like every weekend it was like a Saturday, Sunday type thing where we just sit back and you know catch games and have some drinks and stuff as friends. But yeah, man, sports book. I mean, to me, it's like it's just like the outing. Like you're you're going there for the outing. Um, You know, I usually have like a set limit of how much I'm going to actually bet when I sit down, but. It's more about just like watching games, like having some fun with friends. And yeah, if I win some money, like cool.
1: Yeah, I know for me, it it definitely is like the atmosphere. It's like, okay, you know, uh, you just see some random person cheer for whatever, you know, college football game that's happening. It's like, I don't think that guy went to, you know, Tulsa or whatever. I think he just won like a hundred bucks or something. So, you know, random things like that. I feel like the energy is pretty good overall there. Um, and then, yeah, you know, if you win great, you know, if you don't even like, it's, it's, it's just a good fun, you know, again, yeah. Bet responsibly. Uh, maybe not, don't listen to us all the time. Listen to us some of <laughs> the time, maybe for these bets that, you know, Pat was talking about before or whatever, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah. I just like had a really good time there. Uh, just watching a Monday night football game. Uh, it was nice. Cause you know, I think it was during this time where it was Monday night football, uh, but there's was also wasn't a Cubs game too. So for us, it was like yeah, let's go. Let's check it out. You know, uh, have a good time there. You know, there are several college groups. I think there are two as well. So, um, yeah, definitely check out whatever your local sports book is and yeah, definitely check out the one in Wrigley too from Jeff Kings.
0: Sounds good. Um, yeah, first off, just to, just to make a note on the hat, if you ever, if you ever attended the university of South Carolina, and you don't own this hat, like shame on you. Like,
1: even if you think not to South
0: Carolina, you should be owning this hat because it's just
1: <laughs> the best laugh that I
0: ever have. And every time I wear this, I love people's reactions and everything like that. But, man, I even felt like like when picking schools for, for uh, my master's, I was kind of like, man, South Carolina is in the mix. Like, go Cocks, man. This is awesome. So, uh, <laughs> love this hat. It doesn't come out, like, all that often. Uh, but when it does, I always feel pretty good. So, yeah, just want to square that one away first. Uh, second, um, going to give a shout out tonight on the food front or drink front to uh, Spindrift Sparkling Water. Um, Spindrift is a brand that just uses fruit, no, you know, sort of artificial flavoring or anything in their seltzer water. Um, I'll be honest with you. It's been a great tool for me to, you know, avoid dessert in a lot of ways. I feel like I have one of these after my meal and it's filling you know, tastes good. Um, I don't think about dessert or anything like that. So yeah, I kind of have a sweet tooth. I think like, you know, not to say you can build a diet around it or anything like that, but it's refreshing. Um, I just feel like, yeah, it's kind of like a great addition to any meal. So that's the first thing I wanted to plug. Um, but now I've started to get into it as well, because it's also become a really great substitute for, for alcohol as well. Um, so definitely trying to dial back as much as possible. Um, I need as much energy as I can get every single day uh, for work, life, all this other stuff. So like, it's just been like a great alternative for me, like all around and love the flavors. They've got lemon, lime, grapefruit. Um, I've tried pineapple at this point. Um, our friends at Costco provide it in a three pack for, uh, I think there's like 24 in the, in the pack itself, but you can get like multi flavored packs and stuff. Um, And it comes at like under a dollar a can. So I think that's pretty, pretty respectable these days, given inflation, and everything else. So, you know, don't go out and spend, you know, $5 a can on, on, you know, some alcoholic seltzer beverage at the very least, get these for 80 cents a can, buy a handle of vodka Tito's if you'd like, and use a shot of vodka in your seltzer water. There you go. You've just saved $3 a can. You're welcome. Um, Anyways. Beyond this, the other one I tried last weekend, it was really funny, but my friend came over and he doesn't drink whatsoever, um, brought over a six-pack of Sanzo uh, seltzer water, which had a lychee uh, flavor to it. It was like 100% lychee fruit juice in it with the seltzer water. It was delightful. I had one of those on the night that he brought those over, and by the weekend's end, they were gone. So... You know, for some for some reason he left the six pack at my house. I gave him a spindrift. He was out of his mind excited because he loves spindrift. So I was like, this is great. But yeah, I'm definitely moving into like the grandparent phase of you know my diet at this point. But like, yeah, I'll just I'll just give it a shout out. So I want to kick it back to you, Wayne. Do you like we talked about seltzer as being an alcoholic beverage, but do you drink seltzer waters or any variant in your
1: life? I mean, I definitely do. Um and spindrift. I I I was surprised you kinda of brought that because I've been drinking that every time. I feel like this is like a big like uh, uh product placement thing we're doing right now, like, I love I love I love sweet green. I love sweet green and spindrift is always there at sweet green, so I always get it. Uh so yeah. Go to sweet green, you know. I'm trying to eat healthy too. Like, you know, I, I was like looking down, I like, what is all this? Like what is all this? I don't get all this, so uh yeah, been going to sweet green a lot more and then whenever I go to sweet green, I usually get a spin drift of some sort as well. So um but yeah, no, I think that's good. Like I feel like we're at this age where, hey, uh, we wanna be healthy, we also want to have a good time, we wanna get some spin drift, you know. We also don't want to feel like, you know, heavy hangovers or anything like that. So you know, maybe we mix in a spin drift with some other type of you know, low low alcohol kind of content or no alcohol, you know. So I, I think that's all in good fun. Have a good time. Enjoy a little bit, little bit of a fizz. Go to a sports book. Watch a game, right? You know, maybe get some sweet greens. You know, <laughs> eat a nice salad. Like, it's all good. Be healthy. Live a little bit. Like, I don't think they're all mutually exclusive. So, uh, but yeah, all those ones I think you mentioned, uh, I definitely drink. I drink a little bit of a bubbly, too. It's just like whatever discount things at the store. But, yeah, I definitely like love my uh, spin drift over there at Sweet Green awesome this is awesome we're making strides in
0: life here as as adults as just healthy beings in life so yeah we are completely selling out here Spindrift. if you are on social media and need a podcast to really support you and you know lift you up in your brand you know come to ball and breakfast because we'd love to have you sponsor our show um so i guess with that um everybody you know grab some Spindrift. uh Go to that sports book near you. Uh, kick back and watch Week Four. Some great matchups coming up. Uh, if you're still on YouTube with us, give us a subscribe, like the you know show obviously. Comment on whatever video you're watching. And uh, yeah, if you're in the car listening to us on podcasts, uh, you know keep it up. We love it. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll catch you next time.